Hello and welcome to Kampu Junto, episode 71. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jaywalk Tetris. Jaywalk. I found out that real definition of that recently. Would you like to know it? I, I, you know, I didn't know we were going here, mm-hmm. but the more you know. Mm-hmm. And I think all of the millions and millions of listeners around the uh, universe mm-hmm. would like to hear... Um, what you have found out about jaywalking. So, Adam Jaywalk Tedderus, please let us know what you found out. Philadelphia is the jaywalk capital of the world. That's what? my opinion. Okay. Oh, people, see, yeah, I definitely go, thought this was a fact. No, yeah. And then no, you had to I'm throw the opinion on the side because, funny enough, Adam and I were talking about what truth is <laughs> through the majority of the day. So I definitely thought this was a full-fledged uh, fact, but go on, tell us more. Okay. So, so an interesting thing about jaywalking. Uh, Jaywalking, as we understand it now, Mm -hmm. is crossing the street with like reckless abandon in a part of the street where you're not supposed to be crossing. And where where there's not a, uh, like, what is it? A people, what do they call it? A crossing area? I don't even know what it is. That just goes to show you it's not even important to me. That's right. You you just get from one side of the street to the other side of the street, basically. That's right. So the origin of jaywalk, this is something that I learned a little while ago. Okay. Is it was, it was uh, uh, basically something that was created to increase the idea of cars being okay by making it seem like the people crossing the street were crazy. Okay. So when cars were being invented and started flooding the market, very few people had enough money to actually get cars, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of the part of the campaign in the early 1900s was to make it seem like the people crossing the street, the people in the street who are in the way of the cars, those were the wild ones. What are you doing in the way of a car? Cars are driving through here. But keep in mind, hmm. at this time, cars didn't really, you know, cars weren't really on the scene. Right. So jaywalk was invented as a way of making the people, the citizens, for the civilians, feel like they were bre- breaking the law or doing something wrong, and the cars were doing everything correct. And it was this, this process by which they were normalizing automobiles. Because at the time, automobiles were not normal. It was well, not normal. Okay. And now, jaywalking is illegal, but it was invented by car companies. Hmm. How crazy is that? Well, I know they locked Tupac up for jaywalking. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So. That's true. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, well, piece of Tupac. You know what I mean? Jaywalker All I know, of our life. Here's, here's what I feel about jaywalking. And this is, I think, anybody, I don't know where, where you know, those of you listening to Comic Book Junto are from, but in Philadelphia, it's kind of like a rite of passage as you get older to fuss at kids who are slowly walking across the street mm-hmm. in front of your car and just almost like intentionally walk slow. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it's like here. Like not even it's not even fair to say kids. No, Human beings. I caught this. People walk across the street in Philadelphia and they don't even try to make it look like they're trying to move fast. The level of entitlement is you are not going to hit me. It's <laughs> yeah. it's like go ahead and hit me with your car like you crazy. Yeah. Go go ahead. I dare you to hit me with your They look at you like you crazy. Yeah. I got the green light. You walk but the thing is We've all done it, though. Mm-hmm. So when you're driving or even when you're riding your bike, you mad at them. But when you cross in the street, someone got the nerve to honk at you. You look at them like they crazy. It's it's all about pers- perspective. Yeah. Like you used to ride your bike all over Philadelphia. All over. I ride my bike all over Philadelphia. When I'm on my bike, everyone behind the wheel is a crazy person. Yes. When I'm in a car, 
everybody on a bicycle is a crazy person. Yes. It's all about perspective. Yes. Yeah. But that, that jaywalk thing is so interesting because J, J-A-Y, Adam J, uh, the J actually referred to people who lived in rural areas. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't have a car. So the whole idea was like, you are, look at you. Oh, you're from, oh, you're one of them. You're one of them. Yeah. You're out here living on the farm. You don't even have a car. Look at you. I don't think anybody tuned in to Kampu Junto episode 71 to get a history lesson on jaywalking. I'm just saying. I think they tuned in here to talk about Twin Peaks. And Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll fit it in here somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, it is Wednesday. Yes, it it is. It is Comic Book Junto Day. It's the people listening. It's probably Thursday or Friday, depending upon when we get this out. Yeah, that's right. But either way, Mm -hmm. shout out to everyone who's tuned in to listen to us. Internet, let us let you know right now we have a news-filled week. We just finished cutting out a lot of stuff that we're not even going to get to. Pop culture bananas. Just real quick. Uh, they're making a Castlevania anime. It's going to be on Netflix. Cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the segment where we pour some out. The real fast. Uh, uh, making gonna, a Castlevania show. There's going to be a, a Deadpool uh, uh, Bad Blood 2 where he's going to have Wolverine and Cable and a bunch of people in it real mm-hmm. fast. Uh, Scott, Scott Snyder, the whole dark metal, the metal thing, it's going to be like a whole dark multiverse. So it's going to be like another universe they go to. Um, what else? Anything else real quick that we're not going to spend more than two seconds on? Yeah, man's going to have short cartoons on Disney XD. Yeah. I don't even get that channel yeah but that's that uh, yeah hey, yeah but we have so many important we got a lot uh, of important things to talk about yeah there's a lot of things happening in the past week yes. another huge news week so we mm-hmm. gotta devote a lot of time mm-hmm. to that. so and adam's gotta go see alien covenant yo i'm going to see alien covenant tonight mm-hmm. which i'm anxious about and shout out to us we're going to see an advanced screening of Wonder Woman. That's right. Early. We're going to go see it next Tuesday. That means a one-shot is coming right. quickly. So we're going to see it on Tuesday the 30th before everybody else does. And we're going to get that one-shot ready for y'all. So that's something that's coming up, too. You can look forward to that. I'm As you're so listening, excited about that movie. Follow us on Twitter at Octavius A. Newton. Newton. Yay! Uh, at Octavius A. Newman. <laughs> Adam, you are on Twitter. Adam Tetris, A D A M T E T E R U S. The show at Comic Book Junto. Um, also, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Um, you can also listen to us on Google Play or wherever you can get podcasts from. Make sure to leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Leave us your comments on SoundCloud as you're listening and share the Junto with a friend. Mm-hmm. Now, can we get into it? Let's do it. All right. So the first thing at the top of this list says, let's talk about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks season three just premiered on Sunday night. And I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I, big David Lynch Twin Peaks fan, mm-hmm. have not seen it. Yes. Octavius A. Newman, four episodes deep. Yes. Talk to me. How let, you holding up? Let me, Internet, let me just give you a quick breakdown of what, what my relationship with Twin Octavius Peaks is. Octavius won't okay? stop talking about Twin Peaks this week. Hey. Like, he is stuck on it. Yeah. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is weird. So, my relationship with Twin Peaks... <laughs> yo, in the commercial when they advertise the show, and they're like, critics are saying, it is, it, it is weird. And yeah. it just says Octavius A. Newman. That's correct. Yeah. My relationship with Twin Peaks goes like this. I've heard people talk about Twin Peaks... I didn't recognize how much Twin Peaks has influenced a lot of the media that I've consumed the majority, a large majority of my life. I had no idea. Mm. So when I heard Twin Peaks, it's like, oh, it's that thing I've heard people talk about, never seen it. So found out Twin Peaks is on Netflix, found out Adam was a big fan of Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Let me go check this out. I watched episode one. What is (laughs) this? Episode one, season one of Twin Peaks. What is this? I am a grown man. This came out in 1990. 1990, I was a 
child. So I was not watching nobody's Twin Peaks. And I the first episode is like two hours long. Yeah. It's and, long. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, so <laughs> I think I maybe watched two episodes a while ago when I found out the new season was coming out. I said, okay, let me go back and watch a couple more. So I watched episode three and four. I'm like, internet. I do not care about this. I don't care about this enough to continue to push through eight episodes of season one. What? 20 some episodes of season it's two. A, it's a slog if you're not into it. And Firewalk with me, which yeah, is another. I wasn't going to do all that. Yeah. So I have a book which was written by Mark Frost. Who's uh, the other co-creator. Co co-creator. And it is all in universe right mm -hmm. so it's like uh dale, mythology it's dale cooper's files stuff that happened before the series who's he talking to on the, on the um on the recorder uh uh diane did we find out who diane is in that I'm, book yeah, what, do you, what do you want me to say you want me to spoil this no for the blackout congregation no i don't diane take a note twin peaks smells amazing everything he says to diane is gold yeah, I mean, everything about Dale Cooper is cool. I I love well, the feeling of that show, yeah. and that's just you're experiencing this right now. You're feeling that the the effect, the the weird energy produced by Twin Peaks. Right. So here's what I decided to do, Internet. Here's what I decided to do, Blackout Congregation. Let me tell you how it went down with me. I said I don't care about this. This enough. is strange. I don't care about this enough to give this 40, 50 hours of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. I need a recap of what this show is so that I can get in with season three so I can see if I even care about it, mm -hmm. you know? But I wasn't, I just wasn't going to commit that much time, but I wanted to be able to be a part of it because a lot of people that I respect, a lot of people whose taste I respect are really into this show. So I found on YouTube an hour-long video that has cut up season one, season two, and Firewalk with me, mm. actual clips of the shows, the episodes, and movies, and put it together in one hour-long thing to explain Everything. this is Twin Peaks. This gotcha. is what happened. It shows you what happened. And it's not a it's not, it's not a someone narrating it. It it's like one long, it's like a movie. Mm. They break it all down, they just cut everything together. It's like the spark notes. Right. Yeah. So I watched that and I said, okay. Uh, okay I think I understand this enough and then you watch it season three then I go to sleep oh okay and now. then I have nightmares <laughs> I am so uncomfortable I, I I'm un, I'm I'm like I go to bed like scared yeah. and the biggest thing that scared me about it was like I don't know I, I'm uncomfortable and I don't know why mm. I am afraid I don't know what I'm afraid of mm. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to look for. I don't know anything. So I'm so disturbed. I, I go to sleep. I don't know if I'm awake or I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Like, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating internet. I'm not making this up. This is actually what happened the night after I watched all that Twin Peaks. I understand. Then the next day I watched four hours of Twin Peaks. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because I'm so enthralled by this that I'm like, the biggest thing about me is what is happening. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I want to understand what's happening. And then I let go. You let go. I let go of trying to understand what's happening. Oh, okay. I just said, I don't think I text you and I go, is there a point to this or is this just art? And I said a little column, a, a little column B. Right. Yeah. And when I let go, I just started looking at it as a fan of art 
and design. I mm-hmm. stopped trying to understand what was happening. I got a general gist of Dale Cooper and this guy and that guy and Black Lodge and mm-hmm. you know and you know save the the, the other place and the uh, generally I, I understand enough, mm-hmm. but. It's now I don't really care if I understand why it's ha- what's happening. I would more much more rather talk to Dave Lynch and go, "What are you trying to accomplish well, when you do this?" That's an interesting component of this show, which is the first season at least, the second season not so much, but the first season was positioned as a mystery. Mm-hmm. And it was like everybody was tuning in because they wanted to solve the mystery. What's going on with Laura Palmer? But also we didn't Mm-hmm. And in the second season, kind of early on, spoilers, they solved the mystery. Mm-hmm. We won't say who, what happened. No, but. no, I won't say anything. But at that point, you kind of realize, I, I, I don't think I even needed to know, mm-hmm. you know, because that's not the point. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The mystery is here, but that's more so just to provoke all of these characters to do the weird things that they do. Yeah. I am very excited to see Twin Peaks season three. I have not seen a moment. Of Yo. It. I haven't even... Yo, I'm in blackout congregation mode right now. I haven't even seen much of a trailer. Four hours of Twin Peaks season three <laughs> I watched, and I don't understand a freaking thing. That gum you like is going to come back in style. By the way, the owls are not what they seem. That's true. That is very true. One year for Christmas, I got a, a gift for Christmas from someone... I do not know who gave it to me uh, here in, in Indy Hall. Mm-hmm. And it had a little card and it said, the owls are not what they seem. See, that would make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't send me nothing. To this that. day, I do not know who gave me that. See, and I don't like that. I don't like that you don't know who gave it to you. Because it could be Dale Cooper. It could be Bob. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, better not. You know what I'm Please saying? Don't I don't know Bob. what's going on. Please but what I'm Bob. saying, look, I was walking my dog legit scared. Yeah. Hearing noises, looking over my... I haven't been like that since I was a kid. I'm talking about a grown man outside in my... Where I live, walking Logan. And I'm actually like, let me get back in the house. Like, and scared of nothing. And scared of, like, nothing. Yeah. And I think the whole point is, I'm interested in, like, the art and design of David Lynch. Why did you do that? And what are you trying to accomplish? And did you accomplish it? That's what I really want to know. What's going on with Dale Cooper? Whatever. Okay, what's, what's going on with James Hurley and his hair? James is the guy riding around on his motorcycle, and he's got, like, the most outrageous hair of all time. Mm. He's just got that, uh, uh, he looks like a Q-tip, but it's black hair, Mm. and it just sticks up straight in the air. But it doesn't look slick. Like, he didn't put a lot of product in it. It's just, like, there. What is going on with James? Internet. If we don't know, if you don't know what's going on, we apologize. Twin Peaks is a good show. Twin Peaks. Ah. Twin Peaks is an experience that ah. is worthy of your investigation. Ah. Twin, Twin Peaks is an, is an, a ex- show. Is an experience. <laughs> Period. Okay. That's what I have for you. And if you're up, here's what I'll say. Here, here's my feedback on Twin Peaks thus far. If you're up for an experience, give Twin Peaks. A shot. If you're up for a story, beginning, middle, and end, you're going to be frustrated. Yes. And that was the biggest issue for me was, like we talked about before, what planet am I on? Yes. And Twin Peaks never answers. Mm -hmm. But in a weird way, draws you in to kind of be like, but what are they going to do next episode? Yeah. Because it's like... I just want to see. It's a it's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I just want to see what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. It. 
I'm telling you, every episode ends of season three and you're just like, I don't know any more than I did <laughs> when I started. I'm actually more confused Every hour that goes by, I am further away. I've been nervous from about I'm nervous about season three existing because season one feels like it can't be recreated. And it, to some degree, that's true. The second season did not recreate exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted. But it, what I'm thinking is it, you can't just make the log lady out of nowhere. You can't do it again, can you? You can't just make another Dale Cooper wow. and nail it. You can't just create another Bobby. You can't just create another uh, uh, Laura Palmer character just out of thin air. But that's the point of of what I'm saying. Sure. Like a lot of the, and if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, you probably are like, move on. And we will. If you have watched Twin Peaks, you're probably like, I get it. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations hmm. that you're coming, I came to Twin Peaks with. Like, this is how you tell a story. David Lynch is like, no, no, sir. No, no. Either get down or lay down. You know One of the really... two. Either you're going to come on this ride or you can leave. And he doesn't care. Yeah. So, like, you can't X, Y, and Z. It's like, how are you going to tell me what I can do? On, what, the, on that he, tip, though, you know what's interesting and, and something that I think you would be interested to learn mm-hmm. is that the two creators were sometimes at odds with one another in terms of the practical components that need to be in the story. I bet. So Mark Frost, more famously, was the dude who was like, David, what are you saying? Yeah. What is this? We ha- we're going to make a show, but it yeah. has to look at least a little like a show. Yeah. And so the the story that I have, the the additional content, the book, I think it's called the the um, secret of Twin Peaks or something along those lines. Plastic. It came out recently too, mm-hmm. around the holidays. Um, that book is really dope, but it has less of the weird and. Oh, well, not less of the weird, but it has less of the. Is it more Lynch. Of the mythology? More mythology. It's more less like David this Lynch. is what this is. Yeah. This is what happened. It's, sure. It seems to be more story in, in less experience. Question mark. I'm asking. I don't. Yes. Yes. Okay. I would say so. So more story. Gorgeous in less book too. Beautiful mm-hmm. hardback bound book. Like absolutely gorgeous presentation. Um, so if you're even a little bit into Twin Peaks, it's it's worth looking into. I think I, it's like the, the Secret Life of Twin Peaks or Secret Life of Bees. Secret Life of what? Pets. I can't remember. Well, sometimes... Despicable Me 3. B's arm's been back. That's true. All right. Let's talk about something that everyone Yeah, because this is making me uncomfortable. Because Twin Peaks is, you know, it's over here. It's we apologize niche. for those of you who are like, what in the world are y'all talking about? And we I, didn't spoil anything because no, we can't. It's not possible. <laughs> you not can't possible. spoil I me. Mean, we could, but we didn't. Yeah, so let's, let's go on to something I am very, very excited about. Good news. Very, very... Very, you know, very, very excited about Mm -hmm. black Twitter has done an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Black Twitter has done an amazing, amazing thing. Those of you who are listening may not know about black Twitter. Black Twitter is not a website that you can go Google. Black Twitter is not something that you can type in Twitter necessarily and understand. Black Twitter is a community on Twitter. Then they, it's, it's, yeah, you can type in hashtag black Twitter, but I don't think that that's kind of like, that's kind of like. Twitter, black Twitter light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, does that make sense, Adam? Like if you type, if, you, if you're so on the nose, if you're so confused about black Twitter that you have to type in black Twitter, you're not even going to 
well, you're not even going to hit it on well, the head. Well, I would say, I mean, b- black Twitter is as much a culture as it is a community, as mm-hmm. it is a language, as it is a group of people mm-hmm. who talk to one another. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a culture. It is very much culture. That's and the it, best way to put. It. It's a I'm, culture on Twitter. I have no doubt that there there are abeds and think pieces about black Twitter and how to access it, and understand it. If you are not a part of it, but what you need to know is black Twitter is. Amazing. It's powerful. And powerful. And let me tell you what Black Twitter just did. Black Twitter saw a photo of Rihanna sitting next to Lupita Nyong'o. And someone on Twitter wrote, it looks like, now I'm paraphrasing, this isn't the quote, but someone on Twitter wrote, it looks like Rihanna scams white men for their money and uh, Lupita is her, like, um, her, like, computer smart friend who helps her do it so i'm looking at the uh the actual tweet yeah because my computer's slow tell them what they look like they're in a heist movie with rihanna as the tough as nails lead leader slash master thief and lupita as the genius computer hacker and they do it perfectly describes the, the it is photo a perfect totally looks like that of this photo of these two women sitting next to, to together that tweet came from a woman named elizabeth elizabeth taylor mm-hmm. elizabeth taylor what's her at who is a white woman by the way what's her at though it is Elizabeth Taylor. That's what. Oh, it that's is. what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, yeah, it's Elizabeth, but instead of Beth, it's bitch. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor uh, added that caption, and it was shared all over the place. I think what I'm looking at right now is the version of it that was posted up on Tumblr, but it got shared all over the place by hundreds of thousands of people, and it reached Lapita, and it reached Rihanna. And Lapita said, I'm down if you are. And Rihanna said that she's in. And then Ava DuVernay jumped in and she says, light set, cameras up, ready to call action for these queens. Mm-hmm. And then apparently Issa Rae. Then Issa Rae does the tweet of the gif with the cat that's like furiously typing. <laughs> Yo! So what, what we found out now is that Rihanna and Lupita will co-star in a buddy movie directed by Ava DuVernay that's going to be on Netflix and Issa Rae is writing the script for the the uh is, is writing a script for this. For the film. Is she yeah. officially the writer? Is she officially writing the script? I believe so, yeah. Which which is what you know, we said on Twitter and what was kind of people like talking back and forth and cracking jokes about, mm-hmm. and, you know, all that kind of thing. And through all of the push in the community and black Twitter and tweeting and retweeting and talking about and liking and it's all that happening. kind of stuff. And that th- those communities coming together, it's actually going down in real life. And we, we discussed this, you and I, that the original Twitter user who came up with that idea, who had just posted that as a joke. Uh, that person would have to get some kind of credit. And what I just read on Variety.com is, yes, in fact, that user will get some kind of credit. Although the word they used in this article is the users, plural, will get some kind of credit. So I wonder, is this the kind of situation where one person had a joke, but also a lot of other people had a joke and only one surfaced? How do you parse? I don't know. Which one? I do not but know. But that's, you know, that's Twitter. Everybody gets an opportunity to say whatever they'd like all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Either way, it doesn't matter. This is the best news that came out of all week. Very excited. Like, hands down, it has been a crazy-ass week. The whole world doesn't make sense, Now this is good news. Now, let me, t- let me tell you, for those of you who don't know who some of these people are, Rihanna, Riri, Bad Girl Riri, 
you can go on Apple Music, type in Rihanna. Lupita Nyong'o, she was in Star Wars. She has been, cannot. you know, she's been in, a, in plenty of films. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can look her up as well. Now, Ava DuVernay, she directed um, Selma. Mm-hmm. She directed 13th on Netflix. Yeah, she's doing she, a wrinkle in time right now. She's doing a wrinkle in time right now. She also um, is, oh man, oh, oh Queen Sugar. Oh yeah, which that's is right. which is an amazing show on OWN. I think the O Network. Yeah. Um. So that's who Ava DuVernay is, and she's amazing black woman. Um. Issa Rae. Insecure. Insecure on HBO. Adventures of an Awkward Black Girl. A book that she wrote. Um. She had a web series, Awkward Black Girl, on YouTube. Um. On YouTube, like amazing. Mm-hmm. She's and she's the lead. The, she, so she so she created Insecure and she wrote Insecure and she well you know she you know is her idea See, and she is Issa the main character in um, Insecure on HBO. So let me just let me just pitch something. To so you. so the big the big thing is this is black girl magic. Yeah. This oh, is oh yeah absolutely. black women coming together and Netflix which just had Dear White People which is amazing like that just seems. That just seems that seems powerful. I'm, yeah. I can't. I cannot wait to see this in real life. It, and it's amazing. I mean, like consistently high quality, phenomenal storytelling and performances and production. But let me pitch this to you. Let's get Ryan Coogler involved. Let's send Lupita and Rihanna to Wakanda. Let's see what's happening in the Black Panther universe. Well, er- everybody, can we just fold everything? Everybody in don't Black need to Panther. be. Everybody don't need to be in Black Panther. Why not? We we got so much. We got so much brown <laughs> and Black Panther. You know, we could do. We got we got a lot of things going on. I think that's what's really dope mm-hmm. that we have so many things that are going on. Can you once. imagine T'Challa finding out that some bank is being robbed and he busts into the bank to like figure out like what is I going down I don't, here? And I don't know Riri what I don't know what Issa's right. I don't know what Issa's writing. We gonna let. We gonna let. <laughs> I I trust Issa. I believe in Issa. Sure. I believe in Ava. I believe in Lupita. I believe in Rihanna. And I'm sure that this is gonna be great. And I think what's dope about this is, like, even the Carmichael show is coming back for a third season. And see, and, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, you should yeah, internet watch the Carmichael show. Adam, watch the Carmichael what is show. This? It's a it's a very funny like uh, studio audience. Kind of like, like the Chappelle show. No, no, no. It's like studio audience TV show, like a it, sitcom, like a sitcom. Okay, right. Like m- you know, married or boyfriend and girl. I don't know if they're married or not. And you know, you have all these different characters. Lil Rel's in it. Mm-hmm. The same guy oh. from Get Out. Get Out. Um. Anyway, what, check the show out. Look into it. But we have the Carmichael show. We've got Blackish. We've got Insecure. We've got Queen Sugar. We've got Dear White People. Now we've got whatever this new buddy movie is going to be, TV show, movie, whatever it's going to be. We've got all these different looks that show the variety and pantheon of Black. And we've got Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And we've got Creed. Mm-hmm. We like the variety of what it means to be Black. The variety of what it looks like. Like, blackness is not... Like, I mean, this is part of what frustrates people when it's like, yo, homie, yo, what up, dog? Like, that's... You didn't just encompass blackness. Mm -hmm. That's not what it means to be black Mm -hmm. in and of itself. That is is truly an aspect of blackness, but insecure is an aspect, and blackish is an aspect. Mm -hmm. And 
so on and so on and so on. All the and we haven't even touched all of them. Mm-hmm. And it feels good to me as a black man to start seeing our many layers and slices of what the black experience is being shown in public TV, in media, and in comic books. Yeah, you know, and that's why representation is so important. Absolutely, because they're like Lord willing, Zuri's going to be able to grow up seeing all of this stuff on even more and more stuff in media and being able to go, Oh, okay. This is what it means. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be black. This is, this is what the different options are. Mm -hmm. It's not just, Oh, this is, this is what black, this is what a black woman is. Yeah. You know, or this is what a black man is. Agreed. And I mean, you know, from, from the perspective of someone who is uh, not often in these conversations and in these communities, it's just amazing to see, Stories that I wouldn't have ever discovered before. And, and people have recognition and opportunities and platform to tell amazing stories, to make me laugh, to make me cry, to make me scared, to make me feel things that I've never had an opportunity to feel. Is a whole different I watched thing. Get Out over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, this was the second time I've seen it, and I watched it with my roommate. And I'm just still, the second time I've seen it, and jaw agape. Yeah. It's just... Did you see more? Perfect. Did you it, see more this time around? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that I saw more. I mean, any of love, I, things clicked into place uh-huh. because I had, you know, read so much about the Easter eggs and thoughtful inclusion of certain cultural elements, and you know, <laughs> things clicked into place. I wouldn't say that I necessarily saw more, but I experienced it maybe more fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of. We have to go quickly through this news because we have a mountain. Yeah. But we do have news about Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele, we we have a date for his next movie. Mm-hmm. His next movie is going to be coming out March 15th, 2019. We don't know what it's going to be about. We don't know what it's called. We don't know what's going to be in it. But, but it's not Akira. It's not Akira. <laughs> it's not Akira. And we know we have a date. So March 15th, 2019, we got a new movie to go see. Yeah. Which is incredibly exciting. And I'm looking forward to that. And like we talked about, he's going to be producing, um, what is that show? What is the HBO show? Lovecraft Country. Is that is it Lovecraft? Lovecraft Country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we go. We got that. That was the one set to. in 1950s, I think. Uh, and it's based on a book, something along those lines. I don't know. Go back to episode 70. If yeah. we're messing it up, we apologize. It's incredible. I but can't even remember what we talked about last week. <laughs> anyway. Now, Game of Thrones. I am on season one, so you're going to have to walk us through this. I still can't believe you're on season one. So much TV. I, I want still to. can't believe this is seven seasons deep. Hey. It's ridiculous. It gets daunting the further and further it gets away from I you, know. the more and more discouraged you get. Understood. Uh, we just, before the show went on the air, we just got a brand new trailer for the premiere of season seven. You got a new trailer. I got a new trailer. Yeah. And I just watched it, and I'm really stoked. July 16th. Is the day that it comes back. That is the day that my Sundays are now devoted to Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and figuring out that I have like nothing to do. I cannot go out. I okay. am sorry. I will not be hanging out with you on Sunday nights. It's Game of Thrones. All right. Because that's what it's about. Because because of spoilers. Mm, oh. The next day, yeah. when I come into work, everyone's going to talk about, can you believe Littlefinger did this? Who's can finger? you believe... Peter Dinklage did this. Who is Little Can Finger? you believe Cersei did this? Who are these people? Well, I'm, I don't want to believe this Cersei. Who is Cersei? That would be an amazing... Can you believe Queen Cersei? Dang. Her name is Cersei. C-E-R-S-E-I. Cersei? Uh, Cersei? I don't know. Nothing Cersei? about what you're talking about. Um, 
I'm butchering it. It's all good. She's going to kill me for hearing this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, shout out to you, uh, Queen Cersei. You're, you're the yeah, one shout true. Out to you. Shout you, out you to you, sitting Cersei. on the Iron Throne. Thank you for listening to the podcast on the Iron Throne. Oh, this is the blonde girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, got you. There see are that? many blonde See, girls. you see what I, I just detectived it. There, like, there are I, multiple I, I, blonde nah, girls. Nah, I know who it is now. Which one? Which of the blondes? The girl who talked to the dragons. Or no, see, that's a different one. All right, good. Don't say anything else. I'm off. Good. I'm off the trail. <laughs> I'm off the trail. Don't say anything else before I get back on. Anyway, it's a great show. I cannot wait for the new season, and that comes in July. Oh, all right. Okay, now, Top Gun 2? Yeah. Why are we doing this? I don't care. Yeah, okay. Honestly. You're just going to get right to it. You're just going to tell Tom. You're just, just going to get right in Tom's face and go, look, I don't care about nothing what you got going on over there with them Scientologists. I don't subscribe to that. I don't I subscribe don't. to that. No. I don't care if you're at the level where you can kill somebody and just walk away and then no. they got to clean it up. Yeah. No, I don't care about that. Not. That ain't going to come over here in my life. Okay. No. You're not going to come disrupt what I got going well, on relevant. because me and my house, huh? Me and my house, we go. I'm sorry. I got a little off uh, track there. Well, you look, that's a part of it. The, Tom Cruise is. Are you resi- you're, is this a resistance against I'm not resisting. Uh, I'm, what I, Scientology? What I'm what I am doing is expressing conflict. Okay. Tom Cruise is complicated. And in order for me to care about a Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. I like I really need to care. Okay. So I'm interested in uh, uh, live, die, repeat, and repeat because it's the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And that movie surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I am not interested in the reboot of The Mummy. And I am not interested in the sequel to Top Gun. I Go back to watch Top Gun 1. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Go back I've to watch it. that one and realize that it's pretty boring, though. Yeah? I mean, like, the it's it's nice that... I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. I just don't care about Top Gun 2. I'm not interested. Tom Cruise, you got to you got to try harder, man. I'm not I'm not here for this. Well, how much longer do we have with Tom Cruise before he just like fades to Well, you know what? What level he, Scientologist is he? He might be immortal. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh Lord Zenu, what is it? Zenu? Zenu. I don't know what Zenu got going. Out. Look, Whatever he and Zeno and them got going on, whatever, they, I don't know what's happening over no there. No idea. And I want that to stay away from me and what, what I got going on, all right? Yeah. So they can handle that. But all I know is Tom and them Scientologists found some sort of way to make uh, the Dark Universe happen. What? The, you know what the Dark Universe is? <laughs> the DC thing? No, no, no. No, no, no. The Dark <laughs> Universe is what they're doing with the, the monsters. Oh, well, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Right. So, they've so got, yeah, the D, like Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy... Black creature uh, from the Black Lagoon, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but I know <laughs> we got Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Blade. We the got Dark Stalkers. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Frankenstein. Yeah. Dracula. Wolfman. The, the, the Invisible Man, Wolfman, and the Mummy. Okay. Now, I I don't know who's playing what, but they're creating a whole cinematic shared universe. And this is Scientology did this. I don't know who did it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. That Tom has got a lot going on over there, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to separate that from what's going on with mm-hmm. this. So you're not going to see the mummy, is what you're saying to me? I'm not interested. If we okay. get, if we have an opportunity to see it for free, I'm in. Okay. My favorite part of of, of the mummy. So you're so already far, saying it's an F. You've I'm already concluded. You already given. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam no, already no, 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 no. There's grade. another look. There's another threshold. There, there okay. are the there are the letter grades themselves, okay. and then the threshold that I'm not says. This class. And then the threshold that says. Is this worth my time and money? Right. 
movies are expensive mm-hmm. and I can't see the movie and then decide it's not worth my money and then get my money back. So I need to decide, is this really worth my, t- I could be finishing master of none season two. Mm-hmm. I could be continuing watching all the movies I haven't seen that one week, every single movie came out and you right. saw them all and I saw none. Yeah. I, there's so many ways to spend my time and my money. Hell, I spent like $35 on comics today. So, no, I, I don't have money, money okay. for the mummy. And you're not going to... I ain't what? got that mummy money. You ain't got the... Huh? Mummy! Mummy! <laughs> All right. I, so, you're not interested in Top Gun 2? No. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, that's off the table. We got that clarified. Are you interested in the new Resident Evil reboot that's already got... A six film franchise. <laughs> plan. Okay. How so- you just not, you know, I don't even worry about it. I'm gonna take this one. How you gonna finish a series, okay? And then you already ready, and you got a six film franchise prepared. Who asked for this? I yeah. Okay. Do we look. know who's directing it? Do we know who's gonna be? Like, is it gonna be? Because the uh-uh. last the last thing I saw, I was like, I'm really not interested in this. I feel like this oh, is the same shit. movie again. Paul W.S. Anderson, who wrote all of the Resident Evil movies and directed four of them, mm-hmm. would return for the upcoming reboot. Why are see. we... Hold on. Why are we... We just Hold did on. this. He's busy adapting the video game series Monster Hunter for a late 2017, early 2018 release. This is uh, compliments of Collider.com. But didn't we just I, I, do no, this? I, yeah, I don't want to see that. In, if they do Resident Evil over and it's like the video games, and it's very like the video games, then I'm in. If it's horror-based, okay. and Leon's in there, and you've I don't got know who that is. Jill Valentine, who that is. and Claire Redfield, None of these people. the characters from the video game show up, I'm on board. Okay. If you do what you did in this six uh, uh, movie franchise again which is basically I don't just get it like Fast and the Furious zombies I do not have time for this was that, is that those accurate? movies were trash Fast and the Furious monsters yeah but I, I like Fast and the Furious no but I'm just saying like I'm not saying because that in, they in, have in, so in many a, films in a negative sense no 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 I'm just saying like over the top oh uh, just over the top over the top shoot them up Sure. I'm not, I'm just not really. I'll take a reboot if it is a serious reboot. You remember we used what's to talk what's about. serious? Give me an example of serious. I, I mean, like, I'll take a reboot if they put a real different spin on everything. They have to present this in a totally different way. Because otherwise, like this Last is like. Last of Us kind of vibe in a movie? I would take a Last of Us kind of vibe or mm-hmm. straight horror. Just give me horror Resident Evil. Because my take is this if I go to a restaurant six times, and that joint is bad every single time. All the movies are bad to you. And then you say, "I just all of them were not great." I think I, I think I grew out of it, and my taste, yeah. my palate, my palate developed past it and, yeah. and beyond it. Sure. So now it's like when you're young, a honey bun from the corner store is great. Sure. It's amazing. A handful of Skittles at Halloween, it's delicious. Kill a man for a Swiss roll. But as you grow, <laughs> you're kind of like, yo, there's this really great pastry shop that has X, Y, That's what I'm saying. That's is that what, what you're saying? trying to if, say? If, if you're feeding me the same thing over and over and over again, like why and then you, you close down, and now you're open up again. Guess what I'll we got? Be, I'll be damned if I'm going to Honey come buns. Back. Yeah, no. It's like, what I mean, mean, nothing wrong with a honey bun. But that's like, what you have before you shut down. <laughs> you know what? And that's, and that's kind of the vibe to me. It's like you sell honey buns and you said, this is the last honey bun. This is the last honey and bun. And then you shut it down and you open it up and you go, new shop. This is the, ju- we this is the jump man 
of movies. This is the Mike Jordan of movies. How? Wait, explain. Every time he says, this is the last one I'm done. Last shoot? I'm retired. Oh, you mean, oh, last time I come back. And then he comes back. And this is him saying, like, look, I am done. For sure, the last one, I am done. I don't know if you want to compare Michael Jordan to... But I'm pretty sure that Resident Evil just announced they're coming back for a a, a career in golf. They're coming back and they're going to go on the Wizards? Is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, no, they're coming back and they're going to join a baseball team. Oh, okay. Is what they're saying. All right. They're rebooting. Mm. I'm just, I'm not interested. I get you. I don't have time for this. I hear you. I don't have time for this. All right. So next story, David Ayer. Mm-hmm. Now, David Ayer. David Ayer has some trouble on his past. Yes. Yeah. The majority of it's his. called Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> the majority of his background is good though. Yeah. He was a writer on Training Day. Yep. Um, he, uh, which was a, an amazing movie. Denzel, Great movie. Denzel won awards for that. Um, he's got Fury, which he wrote and directed. He's got Harsh Times. Uh, no, no, um, no, no. What, uh, geez, what was the other one? Other? Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, there's another movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is, but you can go harsh it. times at Ridgemount high. Is that what it is? I don't no, think that's what it is. Absolutely at all. not. Um, anyway, so he's, he's, he's done some really good movies, but, this movie here, and he's also got Bright coming up on Netflix. Will Smith. With Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got some really dope stuff that he has done in the past besides Suicide Squad. But coming up, we've got David Ayer in talks to direct Universal Scarface remake. Now, when I say Scarface, I'm talking Tony Montana. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the movie that um, uh, they were talking about watching and paid in full. Uh, we all know what it is. Michelle Pfeiffer, Al Pacino, whitewashing, all that stuff. But we all like the movie. All right. I have two questions. One, do you think Scarface should be rebooted? And two, do you think David Ayer is the man to do it? If they're going to do it, I think David Ayer can do it as long as they let David Ayer do David Ayer. Ah, as long as they don't do recuts to try to make the film funnier right, and, and put Ayer, more Joker scenes in it. And David Ayer takes the L and goes, no, 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 that's exactly what I wanted to make. Yeah. I don't think that's Fall what, on his sword. what you wanted to make. You didn't need to do that, David. Because all the stuff that you've made in the past is nothing like that. Not even close. At all. Yeah. You know, so you can do, so I think David Ayer has the ability to do it if they let him do it. Mm-hmm. Now... Do we need a reboot? Or is it a reboot or a remake? Well, I guess it's, a, it's a remake. Yeah, I guess potato, potato. Do we, do we need that? I'm just like, make a new story. Yeah. You I know? feel the same way. Um, yeah, I'm just... I feel the same way. I, I love the movie Fury so much. I love Training Day so much. I think David Ayer has so much potential and talent. And I think Al Pacino should not be Tony Montana, but also... He is Tony Montana, and yeah. I'm trying to wrap my brain around what I want because I don't want a remake of a classic film. I usually don't want that, mm-hmm. but I do not mind correcting whitewashing, which is exactly what Pacino as Tony Montana was. So I'm I'm in this weird place where I have love for something that I know is profoundly problematic but it's a good but, movie you know, I mean, but it's a good movie yeah and it's and from it's another an time movie. and it's an iconic movie yeah it's I don't know I don't know how to feel I have a lot of mixed emotions so I would like to see evidence of what this film is going to look like before I say anything further but my, my sense is you know obviously a story about Scarface right now is going to look hella different yeah and you know the thing about thing about remakes for me When's the last remake that you saw that was better than the first one besides Dear White People on Netflix? Uh, yeah, and that was the same exact 
creative team. But so, they actually least. had more opportunity to flesh it out more deeply. Yeah. And it's almost like saying Dear White People, the movie, and Dear White People, the 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 TV show as a remake that's not even accurate. No, that's, that's not right. It's like an extent. It's like an extension or a re. It's like a retelling from the same people. Similar Fargo, Fargo right. the movie, right? And Fargo the TV show. They announced the TV show. I immediately groaned. Right, I rolled my eyes. I said, I don't want this. But then I find out that the Cohen brothers were working on the TV show as well. Mm-hmm. And then I find out that oh, apparently the people behind the TV show know exactly what they're doing, and the show is. This really awesome addition to the movie. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Dear White People. The series seems to be a really excellent addition to the movie. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm really just taking your word for it. Mm-hmm. But that's, movie wasn't that's bad. It just wasn't movie. Movies a C. Okay. Movies a average, C. Average. So, so yeah, average movie. Sure. But TV show, we'll save that for when we talk about it. Yeah. But it's above a C. So. David Ayer, do I think he can do it? If they if they turn him loose, yes. Sure. Um, from what I hear, Diego Luna is the same guy who played Cassian uh, Andor. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Rogue, yeah, I think that. Or Cassian? Cassian, Cassian Andor. Uh, Diego Luna, that's the guy who they're talking about playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Cassian or Cassian Andor in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So, person of color, we got that. I'm just kind of like, why don't we get you know, Diego Luna and why don't we get David Ayer together to tell a new story, a different story. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I know why I, but 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 that's what this is. Everything. Nostalgic sells. Top gun two is coming out. Why? Nostalgia sells it. The same reason we get, uh, uh, Baywatch in theaters right now. Nostalgia sells. But you know what the thing is though? I, I Watchmen in comics right now. Why are we doing Watchmen again? Nostalgia. What, what I want, and, and this is one of the ways that, and this isn't a remake or a reboot, but it is another take on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. is like the standard for me. Yeah. Give me something new from the same thing. Sure. You know? Take it and kick it up a notch. Make it different. Make it better. Add something to the mythos. But not Jared Leto's Joker. No, no, no. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger is what I'm talking about. Because he's an example of, oh, we're going to get another Joker. And it's like, this is the Joker. Mm -hmm. Like now, like when I heard, when I hear the Joker, when I read the comic book, I hear Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. You know, but now Heath Ledger's Joker actually adds something to when you think of the Joker. He's the Joker for like this generation. So if you're going to do, if you're going to do... Scarface. Scarface already exists. Yeah. He's already there. And if you're going to redo it, give us something new. Add to, to Scarface. Please don't redo the exact same thing mm-hmm. and then hand it to me microwaved and go, just as good as the first. Yeah. It's like it's like leftovers. They're never as good the second time. You know? Unless it's the show Leftovers, in which is in which case the second season was amazing. So yeah, second yeah. time was great. Yeah. That's a wholly different whole thing. Diff- it's a wholly different thing? Uh, well, a W-H-O-L-L-Y. A whole, it is a wholly different thing. It is though, a in wholly a sense. different thing. Yeah, so that's, those are my thoughts on that. Speaking of, let's talk video games for a moment. Uh, you playing any video games right now? Uh, I... Eh, not really. No? No, nah, I'm watching I'm watching Twin Peaks too much. <laughs> and I'm watching Master of None, trying to catch up with that, and Yo, Leftovers, and Attack on so Titan, good. and, you know, yeah. M- Attack on Titan MMA, and yeah. uh, so, so, again, I haven't had a video game. But this okay. video game mm-hmm. 
is exciting to me. Yeah, Marvel Heroes Omega is beginning an open beta, so you can play it for free, get to try it out for a little while. And the beta is only on the PlayStation 4. For now, yes. For now. I got a PS4. Same. You got a PS4. Same. Internet, members of the Junto, do you have a PS4? I would like to know. And this is what we want to know, because this is a co-op game. Mm -hmm. This is a situation where you can pretty much pick almost anybody from the Marvel Universe, not cinematic, the Marvel Universe. Adam has a prayer that he's lifting up, that he'd all ask, that he needs you all to to extend, right now, extend a hand towards your ear pods to your your car. Reach out. You know, and pray. Do you mind if I praise God real quick? <laughs> I'm just, I pray. I just, I want that opportunity so badly. Man Thing was in Marvel versus Capcom 3, in as much as you could see him in the background of one of the stages where you fight. You couldn't play as him. Yeah. It's a tease. Yeah. So one of these days, I'm a superhero fan mm-hmm. who never gets to play as my favorite guy. R.L. Stein. Maybe you can just play as R.L. Stein. Oh, and maybe they'll just let you. Savage. And his, his move is, is like so he just savage. yells, say cheese and die. Oh, that's awful. We're moving on from this because I can't even deal with it. <laughs> but that. the whole point of this is it's, it's co-op. Oh, we're moving on! <laughs> and we want to be, because it's dope. You can play whoever you want and we can just like gather a team together and go on Avenger, Avengers, X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy style adventures with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be dope if we could all do that. Who do you want to play as in the game? I mean, Who do you per- want to see in the game? First person I thought about was Black Panther. Yeah. I wanted to see him. I believe he's on the promotional art. Yeah, I saw I saw him. Like, there's a whole video that shows what you can do. Yeah. So And the video the game, let's let's be square. The game kind of looks like some old school games like Gauntlet, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. or you know, the old arcade co-op beat em up, run around the space, but smash stuff, collect things. I'm, I'm about it. I'm okay with I'm that. I'm about it. I'm what I'm what I'm I want to be is, Luke Cage and I want to run around and punch people. This this uh, Last of Us, this is not, you know. No, no. Uh, no, no Battlefield, no. this is not. No, no, no. But this is the kind of experience that I would like to have. I want more co-op games. I want more co-op games. We're gonna get the Walking Dead. We're gonna be able to co-op that. Whew. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna need a friend to yeah. get through that. Yeah, like all right, I gotta put this down. I, I, I need to, you know. Stop. If that that game has a moment where it just says, "Put the controller down, hug your buddy, turn to your right, just wrap your arms around," turn him. to your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, <laughs> neighbor, I need a hug." I appreciate you. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Marvel continuing mm-hmm. in comics, mm-hmm. and let's talk about. Hydra. Yeah. Hail Hydra. Mm -hmm. Some would say. Some would prefer not to. Some would prefer not to. Yes, that's correct. Uh, And some, apparently, are legally not supposed to. Uh Marvel has apparently staked a claim over the phrase, and they have filed for a trademark, and I think successfully filed for a trademark, over the phrase, Hail Hydra. Why didn't I trademark Hail Hydra. Why are they just trademarking Hail Hydra? Uh, You mean I could have trademarked Hail Hydra and they could have been talking to me right now like, Octavius, how much you want for it? I want points in Disney. No, okay. You know? Yeah, I just get me rich. Yeah, I just, you know, you grow, I grow. That's what I want. So, my understanding here, the reason why this. I want stock. Do me a favor. What's that? Uh, open up your browser. I'm opening it. And type in to the URL, mm-hmm. uh, hail-hydra.com. Hail-hydra.com. Internet, that's for you too if you happen to have that access. Yeah, go ahead and you type that in. You tell me what, 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 what do you see? First of all, 
I don't appreciate the fact right. that when I uh, type in hill-hydra.com, uh, that Preston uh, 45 comes up. That's correct. Uh, listen, so we got uh, the White House 40, oh, hey, Don't interrupt me because I got the 45 oh, on deck. Uh, says uh, that I personally, uh, 45 president of the United uh, Hydra. Uh, he, uh, I, I don't like it, okay? <laughs> Trust me. I know what's going on. I know about the dark side. I know about the light side. I know about Marvel. Uh, I know about... I know what do you know about the orange side? Listen, don't ever disrespect me again, okay? <laughs> Get down and lay down. It's 45 in this piece. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So if you type in hail-hydra.com, <laughs> it, comes it takes up you to whitehouse.gov slash administration slash President Trump. It is the, it is the profile page hilarious. for 45. Now, that's funny. It is. <laughs> that's, that's great. So Marvel had the trademark that's Hail awesome. Hydra specifically to make sure that they could stop that. But you, it is curious. Why did they not do that previously? That, they they are lucky that they got to it. Yeah. Because you would think, like, I mean, you know. I guess you, it's already too late, ain't it? You would even, th- yeah, I mean, well, they can't. What, they going to go take the website away? No. I own it now. And you're yeah. going to have to come buy it from me. Yeah. So you're going to have to come, who, whoever, owes, whoever owns hail-hydra.com, and try to get it from them. And they're not going to give it up. I bet it's somebody who works for the White House. They're going to be like, come up off that. Like, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give, give me that. Give me that stock. Give me them points. Yeah, forty five is going to send Flynn after somebody. He's going to send. The, he's going to hire someone for the FBI and send them after them. Listen, I know Red Skull. Okay. Oh, <laughs> great guy. Great guy. He's doing great work. Believe me, he's doing great. Um, <laughs> I haven't fired him because he's doing awesome work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I know people. I know the Marvel Cinematic. He got universe. Zemo in his cabinet. Zemo's great, awesome, amazing, fantastic. Believe me. <laughs> oh, so that's a bit of funny news. Right. Not surprising. I don't yeah. know why Marvel did not do that. We're yeah. going to keep on the Marvel tip mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about some casting news. This was huge news last week. Or was it over the weekend? I suppose it was. This broke over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We have some information. This about is like the, the day after we recorded. Like everything. Always. We have some information about the upcoming Venom movie. It is part of the new Sony Spider-Verse. Which I don't... Go ahead. Go, we're we're going to go get ahead. there in a second. Go but here's go the ahead. good news. The down. good news is this. We have our Eddie Brock. We have our Venom. Tom Hardy. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So you think you he's going to do that under the symbiote? So you want me to play Venom, do you? I was born in the symbiote. You really adopted it. <laughs> it changed your costume color. I bet you can't even hear my voice through this. Yeah, microphone. probably not. It's probably the truth. Yeah, people yeah. are like, "What is this bit that they're doing? I can't hear anything." Like, I don't, I don't get it. Is this forty-five? Yeah. So Tom Hardy is, is this officially Tommy? playing Eddie Brock. Yeah. I, I mean, that's exciting. I, I wanted him to play Wolverine. That's the only thing we talked about. That. Yeah. I, but you know, get this money, Tom. Yeah. You know, you out here. Like, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm into it. I mean, I'm into it because I like Tom Hardy. I'm into it because I like Tom Hardy. I'm into it because I think it's, he's a good actor and he brings like, he he's great in the majority of what he does. Yeah. I'm concerned. Are we just going to get in? Well, so just, let's just give it a second in. part. Another yeah. plus is this is the director from the movie Zombieland, Ruben Fleischer. Mm-hmm. And Zombieland was pretty good. I, I liked Zombieland. I don't know if that means this is an indication of the tone of the film, if it's going to be a comedy. Yeah, because that was a comedy, what? so I mean, I guess. But Zombieland was good, and Tom Hardy, I believe in. Now, here's where the problems arise. Tell, yeah. Yeah, because I don't... 
Let me just map this out. I'm going to do this like the wire. Okay. So imagine, listener, imagine that I'm pinning things to a bulletin board right now, and I'm using string to connect things together, Mm -hmm. the bigger picture. Walk us through it. All right. Marvel Cinematic Universe exists over here. You see that? All right. Got you. Now, on the left, we've got the Sony Marvel Universe. Huh? What's that? With Spider-Man. What's that? Now, what we know... Wait... Is Marvel Cinematic Universe made the okay. movie uh, Captain America Civil War? Uh, r- right. Okay. And they put in our man Tom Holland, Spider Man. Yeah, right. So Spider Man is Spider Man's in the Marvel. But Cine- Spider Man belongs to the Sony Marvel Universe. Wait, no, hold on. Wait. Spider Man and they got a crossover together. Wait, hold on. Spider Man is in Captain America. Now Venom is in the Sony Marvel Universe with Spider Man. Wait, uh, Tom Holland. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Spider. And- Tom Holland exists in the MCU. Uh, I'm, you're losing me. And Venom is not in the MCU, but which means somehow so, Sony is making a Venom movie as part of their Spider-Man verse. So, so, but is separate from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I, I, any questions? <laughs> any questions? Spice Dog, can you explain this to me? Um, the president actually <laughs> he goes and hides in a bush. My shoes, are, my shoes, my shoes match. <laughs> Look, I did this on purpose. I don't understand what's happening here. I don't. Sony, Sony, you gave me hope. You gave me hope when you let Tom Holland and Spider Man show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That crossover is also a huge part of the new Spider Man movie, Homecoming. Yeah. Look at the poster that came out today. Mm. Who is in the very front? Iron Man. Mm. Clearly, Sony is saying, guess what we did, y'all? We combined worlds, peanut butter, jelly time. Mm -hmm. This is what everybody wants. And then they release information about the Venom movie, and they say, is the Venom movie part of the Spider-Man universe? Yes. Is the Venom movie a part of the MCU? No. How is that possible? Does that mean Spider-Man won't be in it? Is it going to be a standalone film of just Venom? Does, doesn't that seem kind of boring? I don't understand how the symbiote gets on Eddie Brock and turns him into Venom without if, Spider-Man. Without like, how does he turn into dude? IDK. Is, are we just gonna be IDK. like? Are we just gonna be like? Yeah, Spider-Man's out there somewhere, but we never. I just have a bad feeling about this Same. in general. Same like, because there's too much. My eyebrows that, like, lifted off of my head. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around it to go, so this is a world where Spider-Man does exist. Spider-Man does exist in the same world that Tom Hardy is playing Eddie Brock. Who is He is playing Eddie Brock, right? That's I believe so, who yeah. Who is yeah. Venom. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man exists in this but spider-man's not in i so who there's so much that you're asking me to like headcanon here i don't get it and yeah. I, and you're tearing i don't know anyway there's no point in us continuing to try it to understand the point it. of this is it is very confusing Just, even for people who follow it and that's the problem because if i don't understand it how am i supposed to explain this to anybody? how is anybody who doesn't even know you know Anywhere, you know, people who know, let's say the guy who knows, guy or girl who knows half of what we know. It feels like a step backwards is what it feels like to it me. It feels like a money grab. feels greedy is yeah. what it feels like to me. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like someone or an organization who's trying to do the best by the IP for the most people. Mm-hmm. It feels like someone who's got the IP and goes, well, we got money sitting in the corner. Even if we make a trash movie, let's just get a really good actor in here and mm-hmm. let's, let's 
turn that money crank. I do not want this to be franchise entitlement. I do not want this to be what happened to X Men Apo- X Men Apocalypse. And we've experienced. And I do not want to. Ma- yeah, I don't know. Y'all know I don't. I don't. Uh, we've experienced this kind of weird continuity with DC TV shows because the DC television shows Gotham, The Flash, Supergirl. Uh, 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 what else is there? Uh, green uh, arrow? arrow, green arrow, black, um, black, what's coming? Black lightning, black lightning's coming uh, up now. Those are not a part of the DC movie universe. They're not a part, although, but they're all right part now, of the same super, TV universe. Right. But, but so that, that we had to swallow at a, a certain point of time because the TV universe is part of its own thing. And although I don't think Gotham is a part of that, that's a separate thing. Well, I hope not y'all. This is anyway, let's move Woo! on. Let's move on. So, on to something else that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. This poster. Okay. Talk, talk to me, Adam. You're taking a look at this uh, Spider-Man Homecoming poster that came out today, May 24th. Tell me what you, f- you feel when you look at this poster. I feel... Well, you want to know what I feel? Yeah. I feel like... Huh? Do you feel, do you feel a little overwhelmed? Do you feel... A little crowded. I'm learning about art and design Uh in this apprenticeship. Art is opinion based. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's beautiful. That's ugly. Who's right? You know? Sure. And then you think about design. Design has a job to do. Yeah. So I look at this as far as art is concerned and I say, oh, someone wanted to just kind of like, (laughs) here are all the things. (laughs) And then like, because to somebody... You know what? Because this is one of the things I fight all the time in the apprenticeship is like, but I think it's dope. And it's like, yeah, but it has a job to do. Sure. Did it do the job? Yes or no? So the analogy I always use is doorknob. Yeah. It's a beautiful doorknob. It's the most dope doorknob I've ever seen. It's like, right, but does it open the door? Sure. Yes or no? Yeah. And when I think about it as far as like, (laughs) does this supposed to do the job? This poster looks like it. I'm like, what job? What job was this poster supposed to do? The job is who's in this movie? Oh. Okay, this is every single person in the movie. This this John looks like an IMDb page. This John looks like a yearbook photo. And the one in the back, right, where, where they the just entire layer class. all the different photos on top. <laughs> yeah, and, it looks yeah. like a mosaic, a collage of all of the images of people Sp- making the yearbook. We got Spider Man, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Then but we got Iron Man's in Peter there separately. Peter and Parker's then we in got there separately. The, uh, the Vulture. Vulture. And then we got Shocker. Shocker. Then we got. Shocker is on the movie poster. Birdman is in this. <laughs> now we got Michael Keaton in it. Then we got Zendaya. Then we got Aunt May. Then we got Jean Favreau's in this. Yeah. And then we got <laughs> freaking... The- yeah, somebody put a, a Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Somebody put Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man 3. Somebody put 45 down in the corner. They got that guy with the, from the meme reaction who's blinking. Like, I don't understand what this is. Yo, this... <laughs> This is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. This I don't know what I don't wild. know what they were trying to do. I don't know. I don't what they were trying to do is everything at the same time. They were trying to rub their bellies and pat their heads. And let's just put all of it in there. And it, what strikes me as strange is we have movie posters for this film, and those posters look dope. That the the poster of Spider Man wearing the yellow jacket laying yeah, down yeah. with uh, the Avengers Tower in the background tells me everything I need to know. I'm so in. But this appears to do kind of the James Bond uh Star Wars. This treatment. is the same thing they did to that, that last X Men trailer. 
Yeah. The, uh, like, <laughs> you remember that? Where they had uh, Professor X with his uh, chair was like exploding and he mm-hmm. was shooting up in the air. Well, oh, internet, that, go that go go look this up. Go look this trailer up. You'll see what we're talking about if you haven't seen it already. It's very funny. Plenty to crack jokes about. I don't really know what their plan was, but apparently they did it because they got the money. You we know? do need to speak on uh, another Spider-Man movie poster. Uh, the animated Spider-Man that is coming out at mm-hmm. some point in time has, I don't know, a teaser image, would you call it? Yeah. Now, before we get into that, though, one more Spider-Man thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, word. Um, Spider-Man related Tom Holland who is playing Peter Parker who is Mm Spider-Man has a new movie that he just got casted for oh yeah he got casted to play Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie hmm your thoughts hmm shoot shoot straight with the internet I'm trying I'm I am I'm underwhelmed because I thought the Uncharted movie would be Nathan Drake as an adult. And maybe that is still the case. Well, no. Although what I'm reading now is this, this is, in fact, a prequel. Yeah, this is young Nathan Drake when he first meets his, like, mentor old head. And I guess they want to grow with Tom Holland. Sure. I don't know. I'm not really sure where to put this. I, originally when I found out, I sound like such a, such a curmudgeon on this show. I'm like a grumpy old man. Well, hey. Because when live, I originally live, found live, out. Live your truth, Adam. <laughs> live, my old... live your truth creaky truth when i first found out old they were man making... yells at twitter twitter posts <laughs> exactly <laughs> old man yells in 140 characters uh, when i found out they were making an uncharted movie i thought why do that the video games are so similar to movies they're so much like a cinematic I feel like experience I'm, I'm playing a movie i'm and in that's a movie. an important component of it because the video game is interactive i feel like i'm a part of it and that's what makes it so magic and i'm you know i'm a little cold on the idea of just a traditional film bringing that universe to the silver screen and now i'm confused because it's a prequel so this is like young indiana jones it's young Nathan Drake. Now, yeah. there are components of... Yeah, young Indiana Jones is a good comparison. Yeah, because Nathan Drake is very similar to Indiana Jones. He's got that charm. He's the adventurer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like the Indiana Jones of, of our, our time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In a video game instead of a movie. Exactly. And uh, there, there are pieces of the recent Uncharted games in which you play as young Nathan Drake. So that story is there to explore, and I'm I'm into that. But those were certainly not my favorite parts of the game. So I don't know if I'm excited about it. I like Tom Holland though. Yeah. What do be? What do you think? I mean, let's give it a How shot. Does this measure. Let's. I mean, step one. Let's give it a shot. Word. That's where I'm at. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot from Tom Holland. I haven't even seen the Spider-Man Homecoming. We all I've seen him in is Civil War, Civil and I liked War. it. Yeah. But I don't think small little kid you know, Peter Parker-esque, you know, teenager when I think um, Nathan Drake. I think grown adult man. So the one thing I think about is, are we going to, like, kitty this up? Or are we going to, like, is this for, you know, teenage kids to get into? Or is this going to be adult situations? Because that's a big part of Uncharted. It's not a kid Sexual tension. Murder. Yeah. Cussing. Murder. Like, literally gun-bussing. So... Are we gonna just be like fist fight? I don't know. So l- I need more information before I can make a I can make a call. You know. And now the other piece of news I was going to talk about is uh, we have a, a glimpse of an animated Spider Man poster, but to be honest with you, it's not really much. Not much to talk to about. Yeah. It's uh, it looks like the the spider symbol is tagged in graffiti, and that's it. So uh, 
I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What else we got here? I think we have some comic news. Uh, Marvel is going into uh, a zone called Generations. Marvel Generations is taking place in the fall after Secret Empire. And we have our first look at some of the covers as well as the the actual books, the subjects themselves that are coming out in the fall. Um, we've got things like Generations The Strongest, and it's Bruce Banner and Amadeus Cho. So you've got both Hulks. We have Generations The Best. Which is a weird name. But, you know, I'm the best at what I well, do. The best what, what I, I do, do isn't nice, yeah. And that is Logan Wolverine as well as all-new Wolverine, which mm-hmm. would be Laura Kinney. Yep. Um, and that is the convention that follows suit for the Archers, Hawkeye, the Bravest, Captain Marvels, um, the Marvels, which is other Captain Marvels and Miss right, Marvel. Right, Uh The Iron, Iron Man and uh, Iron Heart. Right, Riri. So... I'm interested in what's happening here because it looks like maybe Marvel is saying people want the old characters, so here you go. But they're slapping them together with the new iteration. Yeah, maybe I don't. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they're actually trying to do and how they pull it off and how they connect everything and all that kind of thing. But is this something you're going to check out? That's that's really the question for me. This is absolutely something I'm going to check out. Some of the artwork on these books is phenomenal just on the cover so far. And I am very, very interested in some of these creative teams. Uh, specifically, I'm super stoked for the uh, the Archers, the Hawkeye books, which are going to be written by Kelly Thompson. She's doing the current Hawkeye books. I'm also really interested in uh, the Unworthy Thor stuff. That's Jason Aaron. Brian Michael Bendez, of course, is going to be doing the Iron Man stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, but it seems like Marvel is attempting to course correct People are mad about Secret Empire. So, you know, bring in the old guns. The big, trusty, reliable, classic guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, we, we knew it was all coming back eventually anyway. Yeah, it's always going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. So, um, our last news story for today is is sad. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very sad story. Um, so, Zack Snyder who has been the director of Batman v Superman, who's been the director of Sucker Punch, who's been the director of... What else has he directed that I'm thinking of? Um, he did the 300. 300, Watchmen. yeah, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Director of a lot of movies, some movies people like, some people, movies people don't like, but also was directing Justice League and was pretty much leading the the vision it seems directorially initially mm-hmm. for the Marvel extent, the DC extended universe. Um, we found out I mean, a couple of days ago, unfortunately, he's had a family tragedy that's caused him to step down from working on Justice League. Yeah. And I mean, this is public knowledge and this is nothing to be celebrated. But unfortunately, his daughter passed away and committed suicide. Yeah. And I believe this happened around March of 2017. Yeah. And, you know, he had kept it close to his chest because of his own personal decisions and reasoning between his family. And from what I read in his mind, it was kind of like, look, you know, we're just going to keep on working and keep on moving through. But for whatever personal reasons, which we don't know, and you know what, honestly, we don't need to know. He has decided to step down from justice league. He's decided to focus on his family, which I think is wise. It's sad and terrifying. I can't even imagine the nightmare. Um, Me being a person, who has railed against Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. He's not my favorite director. Right. This is not how anyone deserves to step off of a project. This just, ah, man, this hurts my heart. What's interesting is 
there's this excitement, this fan fervor. What I found out first, which was Joss Whedon is stepping in to take his place mm-hmm. to finish this film. And I don't know how much of the film needs to be finished, but Joss Whedon will be taking the helm. Yeah. And that's very exciting. And so this was the first bit of information I received. And I thought, how crazy is this? Joss Whedon made the Avengers movie, and now he's turning around and he's doing the Justice League? That is wild. And then I found out the reason why Zack Snyder was stepping down. And yeah. My heart hurts. My heart goes out to you. That's just awful. Yeah, I found out in the reverse order. I found out that um, he was stepping down because of a family emergency. Then I found out what the emergency was. Then I found out that Joss Whedon was going to be stepping in. So there's, you know, that's like a that's a that's a hard situation, you know, because then even the pri- to explain the, it, you know? the priority is him. The priority is his family, and at the same time. There's news in this, and it's like, how do I respond? Because no one wants to celebrate at someone else's expense. No, you know, no, I'm, I'm not here for that. I mean, yeah. no, no iota of me wants to celebrate Snyder stepping down from this project. Although, on any other circumstance, I would probably be like, "Yay, good!" But this is not that. This it's not the same. Now, what we do know is it's going to keep the same release date. November 17th. Mm-hmm. Seems like everything is still on track. I'm very curious what someone like Joss Whedon will bring to this project, given that he has worked on a gigantic budget superhero team film. A couple of them. Several. Uh, I'm interested to see how this works together as a, a collab. Is he going to be able to stitch it together and maintain Snyder's vision? Like what? So, you know, it remains to be seen, but. Peace to the Snyder family, and uh, I I hope you find it. That's rough, man. Yeah, not yeah. what I was hoping for. Yeah, so that's the that's our news. I mean, prayers to the Snyder family, praying that all goes well and that you guys heal and you take the time to do that, just that, because that's something that you wouldn't wish on anybody, especially people who are contributing to the community and culture that we all appreciate, you know, day, week, month, and year out. So Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Zack Snyder and all he's done. Hopefully they can take that time and he can get back to doing what he enjoys as he sees fit and as he has has the appropriate time to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's that for news. Ooh, baby. Let's move on to the next part. What else we got going on here? Oh, you want to do a quick talkback segment? Let's do that. Okay. Uh, Every week we try to do a talkback segment. That's the opportunity where we speak with you. We'll take your tweets, your emails, your phone call. Literally, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. And unless you say so otherwise, we will play it on the show and we will respond. You can ask us questions about comics. You can hit us up with the hashtag AskCBJ. You can... Chat with us about things you like about the show. You can ask us life questions. I mean, whatever you want to do. What is truth? You know? What is truth? What is that? What is truth? Yeah. But that's what we're here for. Talkback segment is a chance to have that conversation with you on the air. And in this episode, we have a question from a longtime listener, longtime caller. Friend of the pod. Friend of the, friend friend, of the pod. Friend of the Junto. Simba Sparks. And Simba Sparks has a question about the grading program that we've introduced for movies Mm -hmm. and for one-shots. Yes. Now, if you listen to our most recent one-shot, you know that we have started using a letter-grade system when we're talking about the film. And the letter-grade system was your idea, Octavius. Yes. Did you want to explain how that works real quickly? Right. So, 
American letter grading system in schools, um, A, B, C, D, F. Why do we skip E? I don't know. I didn't make the rules. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You would just add an E in? I don't know. I'm just saying. Isn't that strange? It is strange. But anyway, I don't even know what those mean. Um, but so, A, best movie, one of the best movies I've ever seen. In my mind, A's are rare because you don't just go around seeing the best movie you've ever seen. No. So, F, worst movie I've ever, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Not the, but one of. It goes in that category. Also, F's are going to be a, probably a little bit more available than A's, but still, F's are rare because I doubt every movie you're going to see is going to be the worst movie you ever see. C is an average movie, standard, fair to me. The, the majority of movies you see are going to be C's mm-hmm. because they're just average. B, above average. D, below average. So that's generally how it works. A, be- one of the best movies you've ever seen. B, above average. C, average. D, below average. F, one of the worst movies you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's the grading scale. That's how it follows suit. And uh, uh, most recently, we did an episode on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and we applied the system to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Octavius awarded a B to the film. I was feeling a little salty. Yeah. I gave it a C. I expect you to give a higher grade than I did. I, I know. And look, I, I toss and turn in my sleep, mm. and I think... Is that right? What have I done? I can never take it back. What have I contributed to the world? But that's how it is. Yeah. So Simba Sparks wants a little elaboration. Can each of you give one example of an A, B, C, D, and F in your movie grading system? Can Can you do it? Um, let me see if I can uh, put this together. You want to start with Fs? Let's start. Let's start with. Let's start at the bottom. You want to start with it? Start it from the bottom. Yeah. Now we're here. So let me think. Can you think of an F off the top of your head? F off the top of my head. Guys of Egypt. X-Men Apocalypse. Okay. X-Men Apocalypse was very, very bad for me. Yeah. And I... See, now, is that being harsh? Does it get a D? I'm, that's what I... I don't know if it's one of... The, remember, again, mm. F is rare. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's like I'm... Dis- like, not disgusted. Like, I'm appalled. <laughs> How could you? But there's a level of like, all right, this is really bad yeah for example i got an f for you iron fist the tv show f Uh, yeah that's an f that's an f that's an f tv show now movie i'd say gods of egypt because i'm watching gods of egypt and i literally turn over to adam and go if you want to (laughs) leave yeah okay gods of egypt if if you if you want if you want to walk out like we can we can dip out of this thing gods of egypt is an f yeah i'm gonna go ahead and agree on that one now for me d is x-men apocalypse okay that's below average it's not an f it ain't one of the worst movies i've ever seen but but it but but it is definitely below average okay this this is like come on fam like y'all y'all could do better than this sure yeah yeah. What what do you, what do you got for a D? What do I have for a D? Man, see, this is it, it's cutting it up so closely because when I get below average, I get below, I plunge below average. You know, I have a hard time using delineations that are close to one another because I'm thinking, if was that an F? I hated it that much. Was that a D? Or was that just fine? Well, that's that's why I like my my starting point is C, yeah. and when I say C, it's like. Going to Wawa and grabbing a hoagie. Word. Fine. Eh. Cool. It's edible. Or, you know, 
just grabbing general ice cream, just just general, just random ice cream, just things that are fine. It's nothing to talk about. It's you won't even mention it unless somebody brought it up. Sure, you going to see the movie is like, oh yeah, I did go see that. Sure, it's but it's not like but but a D is like there's something to talk about, which is like oh yo. I didn't like this. There's something to speak about. And a B is like, oh, man, I did like this. Okay, okay. There's something I got to speak you, I got about. You, you so, see what I'm right, saying? So F, I'm going to give it to um, uh, uh, Guys of Egypt. D, I'm going to give it to the movie uh, uh, Nocturnal Animals. Huh. That's a D for me. Okay. Did not like that film. C, I mean, enter whatever, right? If, if C give, is the average, example. right? Let me see, because I'm trying to think of one, too. Yeah, well, so C might be one of the ones that's most difficult to come up with because it's so run-of-the-mill. Yes. You know? So, you know what? I'll give you a C. The new Ghostbusters movie. Okay. Yeah. Because I watched it and I thought, yep. this is fine. Fine. You know? Yeah. I'll give you a B. Oh. I might give you a B. Uh, how about Lego movie? Lego movies a B? Okay, or, yeah, or yeah. an A, but that's the thing. Because yeah, I'm like, well, well, yeah. what, what do I maintain yeah. for A? Yeah, well, okay, so C, I can go, um, I'm trying to think of something that's a C that I've seen recently. Yeah. Like, okay, so, so nah, I was going to say. Yo, this is not easy. Yeah. There's some deliberation included. Yeah, I, it's easier for me to go B than I can go C. Right. So, because I'm, I'm trying to connect it to movies that I've seen this year. Okay. So that it's not, we're not floating into like Shawshank Redemption. Right, well, people are like, I've never seen C, Shawshank Redemption. C, Kong. I liked Kong. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was not the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I think, I think, so I think Kong is a B. I think Kong is above average. Okay. So when I think B, I think John Wick 2. Mm. I think John Wick 1 is an A. No. No? It's not one of the best movies I've ever. Oh. Again, like A is prestigious. Oh. A is like, remember, if you get an A in class, you're like the top of the class. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you did good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the best burger you've ever had. It's mm -hmm. the best pizza you've ever had, the best steak you've ever had. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh man, this doesn't suck. A B doesn't suck. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. A C doesn't suck. A B is like, this is good, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't go on the wall. You know what it is? A's go on the wall of fame. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure, a, sure. A's get the 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 star. Nah, because they're giving stars out to everybody. Everybody. But anyway, Participation so, trophy, man. Right. So so B, John Wick one. B, John Wick two. B, Guardians of the Galaxy uh volume two. Mm -hmm. B uh Lego Batman. B is I mean, there's a lot of B's a lot out of B's. there. You know? I would B's even in, say I would even say B is is split. Mm -hmm. I would oh, okay. yeah. I would say A, get out. Yeah. A, The Matrix. Mm -hmm. A, Shaw, uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. A, um, Sixth Sense. This is funny because this is one that I know that we're going to not agree on. But for mm -hmm. me, A, I give to Arrival, the movie Arrival. Hmm. That, one of the best it, movies you've ever seen. It moved me so profoundly. To tears, Octavius. Mm. I, it, it moved me so profoundly. And that does not happen as an experience in every movie I see. Mm. And I think about it. I just, I think about it. It just stays with me yes. from time to time, you know? Yeah. As an enjoyable experience. Whereas sometimes I don't want to be, but I think about, damn, Nocturnal Animals was a terrible movie. Hmm. Why can't I forget about how bad that movie was? Yeah. So 
I'll, I'll be curious what other people's answers are. Yes. Yeah, so Online, of course, I say A, Jupiter Ascending, uh, B, Guardians of the Galaxy, C, guy. Guardians 2, D, Batman v Superman, and F, of course, Jupiter Ascending. Explain this. It's quantum mechanics. Every every podcast they is somebody's occup- first. Explain uh, they, this. They occupy two spaces at the same time, quantum mechanics. That's all. It's some neo- Nobody neo- knows what you're shit. talking about. Jupiter Ascending was a horrible movie yes. that I deeply enjoyed watching. It's one of the best movies you've ever seen? My experience in the movie theater was unbelievable. It's one good. of the best movies you've ever seen? My experience <laughs> in the movie theater <laughs> was unbelievable. Was one of the best experiences you've ever had? You know what actually another amazing movie theater experience was? Creed. Yes. Was like soul moving. Are you comparing me. Creed's moving your soul to Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> Believe it or it, not. It crushed your soul? My feelings in the theater were equally elated. All right. That's for enough. different reasons. Okay. Sometimes I have an amazing, amazing chocolate cake. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have an amazing steak. And they're very different. What? They're very different. You don't hate a steak and love a steak at the same time. You don't hate a steak so much that you start loving it. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. How are you going to be at two ends of the spectrum at the same time on the same it's thing? Quantum, it's quantum theory. All right. Anyway, internet, we would love to hear what your letter grades are for <laughs> movies. Give us your A, B, C, D, and F at Octavius A. Newman. And explain. Why is there no E? At, at, at Adam Tedderis. And let us know what your thoughts are and what your uh, letter grades are for movies. Yeah. Boom. So that's our talk back. That's Again, one. hit us with some talk back questions. Hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. Send us an email, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. You can also leave us a voicemail, 215-948-2742. And we may use it on the show unless you tell us not to. So do that. Let us know what your letter grades are. We would love to hear your voices telling us what your letter grades are. That would be dope too. Again, 215 215- 948-2742. You there who's been listening to this, the 90th episode of Comic Book Junto. You. Who has not called us yet. You, ma'am. You. You, sir. Sir, ma'am. Y'all that are listening together. Mm-hmm. 90 episodes. Hit us up. One, give us five stars and a positive comment. Mm-hmm. Two, give us a call. You'll never call us. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Thank you. You know? Yeah, exactly. How come you don't ever call us? Yeah, come and see me for once. Yeah. You'll never come and see me. What's that about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you speak French now? Oh, <laughs> you talk about <laughs> we a lot. All right. Anyway, so yeah, let's move on and let's get to our books of the week. Yeah. All right. Pool list. It's Wednesday. Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you, Adam. Internet. Happy Brown Bag Day to you. Um, listen, another thing. We'd love to see what comic books you guys pick up. So if you oh, could yeah. use hashtag um, Brown Bag Day and show us what you guys picked up at the comic book store, that'd be really dope if we could start um, sharing that amongst the Junto. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be cool. Uh, I have a, a couple of books that I'm excited about that I'm looking at right now, and I'm going to run through them because I am sharing my stack yeah. with Octavius. That's right. Because internet, I'm going to tell you full transparency, your man's broke right now. <laughs> okay. Money is low. Got a lot of things going on at one time, so I wasn't able to buy books this week. But that's the thing, Internet. Let's talk about why we have the how this goes down. Back in the day, we didn't have money to buy all these comic books, so we had to share. Mm-hmm. Your friend would buy a book, and you go, yo, let me read that when you're done. That's what we're doing today. We're sharing the comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I picked up uh, a book called Your Black Friend by Ben Passmore. That's a small indie book that I'm excited to get into. Let me read the back of this. Would this you is, please? This says... Your black friend is an open letter from your black friend to you about race, racism, friendship, and alienation. Yeah, sign me up. 
comics. Yep. I there love it and it's a comic. comics. It's a comic. Yeah. All right. I also picked up Black Hammer. This is not. This is your Black Hammer. <laughs> uh, Black Hammer number nine. Black Panther number fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I'm stoked about. It's yes. going to be our book of the week today. Yes. Uh, Victor Laval's Destroyer. We're going to talk about this one. Mm-hmm. Infamous Iron Man number eight. Reed Richards is back. Go figure. And uh, look at this. I got pulled down a deep dark hole. Okay. Someone on the internet told me that Man Thing is in Secret Warriors number two. Okay. And guess what? Your boy is Hydra. There it is. Man Thing is Hydra. Does he say Hail Hydra? No mouth. Okay. No, hashtag, that's not true, Adam. Hashtag, no. Adam, no, that's not true. No. R.L. Stein told you otherwise. Not my ultimate my <laughs> alternate reality. I, w- I will not. I cannot. Well. He can be Hydra, but no mouth. In the Steinverse, he is. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. The There's nothing you could do about it. So, of course, I, I went and I picked up Secret Warriors number one and number two so I can figure out what the hell is going on. I'm not sure how I feel because I haven't read them yet. What I do know is the guy who's writing Secret Warriors is the same person responsible for four kids walking to a bank. Oh. So, hey, okay. Oh, that the, might... The more you know. That right there might draw me in. Yeah, look at this. I mean, it's got uh, uh, Moon Girls on there, Devil Dinosaur, Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like the same illustration the from... Um, oh, what's the... forget the name of that The comic. inside of this book is... Legend, Legend of Luther Schrode. Is that the same, or is he just a uh, cover that's artist? That's Trad Moore. Trad and, Moore. And that's actually, a, it's a different artist who is doing Oh, it's just the cover. Okay. Interior. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, for whatever reason, Man-Thing is Hydra, and look at him. He's, I can't. I'll have something to say about it next week. There it is. Okay? Just remind me. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our feelings in response to Victor Laval's Destroyer, which is illustrated by Dietrich Smith with Joanna LaFuente. And this is a miniseries, number mm-hmm. one of six from Boom Studios. That's right. And this was your suggestion originally. Yes, it was. Yeah. So Destroyer, Victor, Victor Laval's Destroyer. This is a really interesting book. We talked about this on Comic Book Junto when it was mentioned that it was coming out a couple episodes ago. Not sure which one, but I'm just going to read to you. First of all, spoilers. Spoiler walls going up. Oh, We're yes. going to spoil Victor Laval's Destroyer number one. If you haven't picked it up, if you haven't read it, pause this, go pick it up, go read it, then come back and listen to us talk about it. We mm-hmm. don't want to ruin it for mm-hmm. you. If you continue listening, this is your fault because you have been warned. Spoilers, three, two, one. It's your fault. There it is. So here's what it, <laughs> here's what it says. On a dreary November night in 1792, Victor Frankenstein used natural and unnatural science to reanimate the dead. Victor's, Victor eventually died, but the monster never did. It hid away in Antarctica and, though itself, and thought itself free of humanity. But the world isn't done with the monster, and one descendant of the Frankenstein bloodline yet lives. Mm-hmm. So, we're not going to go into like full detail, panel by panel, to break this down. But I do want your response to this book. Yeah. This is a brand new original story, yeah. although it is pulling from the classic Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows Frankenstein. It is pulling from that, and it's giving it a bit of a modern twist, which doesn't really unfurl or present itself until the nearing the end of this issue. How how do you feel about it? Well, gut reactions I got from this book were was I am so excited to see this take mm. on 
a story that we know already. It's similar to what I was talking about before. I don't need you to redo Tony Montana, you know, Mm-mm. like tone for tone, shot for shot. Scene you can for use scene. a character, but tell a new story. Tell me a new story. And to get a perspective from a black man that's factoring in what's really going on for the black community right now, but connecting it to some IP that we know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm ready for this ride. That's my gut reaction. My gut reaction is, take, okay, let's go. Can t- you give t- a, take me there. a brief summary of why this affects you as a black man, as a black reader? Well, the short version of this is, what we see in this book is Frankenstein's shown on top of a freaking like ice glacier, yeah. ice throne, just hanging out. And he seems to be there really, really just chilling. And what happens is, there's a whale that gets like harpooned. So in the process of that getting harpooned, Frankenstein ain't with it. Mm-hmm. He's not a fan of it. And he pretty much runs up on this boat. Goes ham sandwich and, on this boat. Yeah, goes ham sandwich <laughs> and kills everybody on the boat. Yeah. And at this point in the book, I'm kind of like, okay, what 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 are we what are we doing? I don't understand exactly what's going on, but I'm along for the ride. I'll see what's happening. So after he destroys one boat, he goes on another boat. And, and this is a boat of people who apparently were like enemies of probably the protesting the yeah, whalers, protesting the people who were killing the whales and all that kind of stuff. So the Frankenstein monster ends up on this boat, but they're able to talk to him and have conversations with him and break all this stuff down to him. Um, and this seems like it's current day that's happening. Yeah. So in the process of doing all that, it seems like he's been gone for so long. He's not aware what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So one of the characters show him an iPad and he's pretty much, it seems to be like taking in all the information of what's going on in the world. But this Frankenstein monster is not talking at all. He's not saying anything. Um, so he then ends up, it, se- it seems like one of the characters was notifying people on land of what's going on. Is that what you were getting? Yeah, I think she was. It, it, well, the, it, I think the it was redheaded- like her father. Redheaded character was trying to protect the Frankenstein's monster, this monster that erupted and destroyed the the whaling ship. This redheaded woman is trying to protect him, and something goes wrong, and they slam into the dock and kill everybody, including the redhead. And that's when the book starts showing its true colors. Because at this point, I'm kind of like, what's happening in this Same. But then we meet Joe Baker. And Joe Baker is a scientist and a black woman, and she's speaking to someone who is capable of tapping into her and talking to her, yeah. talking to her about her, yeah. her nerves and her blood pressure yeah. and, and, and things like that. Yeah. And these agents are looking for Joe Baker, and they yeah. have questions about Frankenstein's monster. And, and this is where it starts picking up for me. Yeah, and what it we starts come going, to learn, okay. Joe Baker is a descendant of... Victor Frankenstein. And she's a black woman. And she's a black woman. Which I'm kind of like... And I love she got that shock of of white, like yeah. the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that one streak. And she's speaking to someone, you're not entirely sure who, but at the end of the book, we discover that her son was killed at age 12, so I believe. What, what we, and she's looking well, to bring her, her boy back, now Frankenstein. Did, now, did we learn all this in this book? In that book, yeah. It says that he was killed at age... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. So he, he says that he can't remember what was happening at a certain age. Why can't I remember that, Mom? Because you were killed. So yeah. here you die. So it, it's interesting because the way that's revealed is really, really slick. She's got this really different dope car. She's in... Um, Missile... Missile... Missoula, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. 
This word right here, Missoula. Oh, she's yeah, she's in Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. So she's got this, you know, futuristic looking car, and it looks like she's super tired, or she has to lay down. So we don't quite know what's going on with her, and no. I like the fact that. You didn't tell me everything, mm -hmm. but she has this way that she's talking to what seems like this AI, kind of a Jarvis type thing. It did seem like an AI. Yeah. So you get this idea that this AI knows a lot about her, almost more stuff than she knows about herself. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going on, that's going on, all this kind of thing. And then we get this moment where it's like, how about a lullaby she asked for? And then the AI thing is saying, I want to play a song for you, one of my favorites. So you're like, wait, so what's this relationship here yeah. between this AI and our main character? So it seems like as this lullaby is going, because she says, you know what I want to hear, you see Charlie 21 and Charlie 24, you're able to break code for that. And you're like, what is this? Co oh, that sounds like police officers. Mm -hmm. That sounds like police officers being called to a particular place mm -hmm. and then the panel fades into this what seems like a memory of joe is her name yeah joe baker joe talking to what we think is her son and they're talking about being a scientist and how you have to you know she's saying like dissect this worm and like the kid doesn't want to do it and then as this back and forth is happening this conversation between joe and the kid you see that the kid's face turns into what looks like almost like a zombie. Yeah. But then we see the AI bubble. So it communicates, it's like communicating that the kid is speaking the same. And I'm like, oh, the AI is her kid. Yeah. And I thought the way that they revealed that was really, really cool because they didn't show you right on top. Like, hey, this is what's going on. And she's sliding out of the car real slow. And so we, we, we're still, we don't know. We still don't know everything. But ultimately she's doing some sort of like some sort of work, some sort of scientific work. And in the process, she's able to generate what seems like her son coming back to life. Yeah. So this appears to be in the long lineage of Frankenstein of Victor Frankenstein. She is a scientist and she is looking to challenge death and bring her son back to life. And what seems to be implied here without explicitly stating is her son was killed probably by a gun, probably by police. And that's what and, and that's the long-winded version of why does this move me? Yeah. Is because this addresses what's going on in my world as a black man. It's addressing the grief and the pain. I mean, we've seen the trope in movies of black mothers responding to their children being dead in the street. Yeah. Everything from the real news, some people's real communities and neighborhoods have actually seen it. We've, some of us have actually been to the funerals. Some of us have dealt with the grief of like, I wish I could bring them back. Yeah. Is there something that I could do to bring them back? This fantasy of like, there's nothing anyone can do. They're just killing us in the street and we're, we're helpless. We're powerless to, to stop it. And we're helpless and powerless to bring them back. But this starts now imagine to imagine you could to, right to, to pose the question, if you could, would you, and if you could, should you, yeah. And it's and it doesn't just go, oh yeah, you know, we're just going to reanimate someone dead because it's kind of the trope. It's like, no, here's the plain pain of the black mother who's lost their black son in the street and now connecting this story that we know but connecting it in a new way that says, you know, 
I'm going to bring my child back from the dead. If you want a taste of what this story is is packing right now and where it's heading, uh, there's a description from Victor Laval, his, his way of selling the book and the story as it's coming to unfold, in which he says, when Dr. Joe Baker loses her son as the tragic result of an encounter with the police, she turns to science to find true justice for the death of her only child by resurrecting him. And this is such a fresh take, I think, on the Frankenstein story. Yeah. I'm very interested in finding out how the monster, Frankenstein's monster that mm-hmm. we meet in the beginning, mm-hmm. meets Joe Baker. How do those things play together? Maybe it's just world establishing. I don't know. What I do know is I'm in. I'm intrigued. The artwork is good. The story, oh, artwork it, is it amazing. Turned around, like I did not understand what is happening. Oh, oh, yeah. And you know what? Also, is powerful about this is. We're used to seeing black people, black women, black men be powerless. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do, you know, you give, we'll give T'Challa Black Panther. We'll give Power Man the steel thing. That, but you see a black woman who's a scientist be empowered to do the things we see people in comic books do all the time. You know, like, we, we, when's the last time you saw a black woman res- like ha- through science resurrect the dead? That's mm-hmm. something that we see in stories that are reserved for majority people, white people. Mm-hmm. So this is a story where black people are empowered They have the power to do something about this injustice in a sense. But now, if you haven't watched Dear White People, this is kind of a thing. It's like, but that's just one side of it. Yeah, that's only one side. Now that you do it, now, here's the thing that I'm interested to see where, um, I'm interested to see where Victor takes us and like, are we going to now look at like, okay, now you got the power that you didn't have. Mm -hmm. This is the story normally where, where, now you got the power. Now that you got it, now that you did it, now what? Now, Victor, now what happens? Now how are we going to deal with that? Did you actually get... Because we, we, we as again, as a black man, you want to feel like you can do something. But if you actually can now, now let's cut through the nuance and mm-hmm. go, are, but are you fulfilled? Is that power that you should have? Mm-hmm. Do you have to just... And I'm imagining, I didn't write the story, but I'm imagining there's a point where you got to go, man... I have to let him go. The author has actually described that this story is going to be about taking vengeance Mm. and bringing her son back to life. He has been made to destroy Mm. the people who destroyed him. Hence the name name, destroyer. And it's, um, I am very interested in finding out where we go with it. The, the notion of what you could do and if you should do it, I, I'm intrigued, man. It, you know, it has all yeah. of the things that comic books should do yeah. or can do, I should say. Uh, and so I'm totally on board. Give Destroyer a look. It's from Boom Studios. This uh, it, It's exciting to be able to look into a publisher that we don't usually spend time with, grab a good story from it. But props to Boom for putting this story out. And props to the creative team. First issue was awesome. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about what we got coming up um, next week. You got anything in particular that you're looking for, ne- looking forward to next Wonder week? Wonder Woman. That's all. I have no idea what's coming out comics wise, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm excited for Wonder Woman. That's it. Well, from what I'm seeing, we got Secret Empire number three. Okay. Coming out. So that's a big deal. Of course, we're going to look into that. We also have Batman 24. Um, and Batman 24 is the aftermath of what's going on before that. Um, what else we got? Dark Knight 3, the Master Race number, Master Race number 9. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with Pass. that. Um, extremity number four, excited about that. Yeah. Luke Cage number two. Yeah. So um, I would say the focus would be extremity number four, Batman 24, and wait, what did I miss? Batman 24. Secret Empire. Extremity. Oh, Luke it, Cage. Wait, did I? Wait, is Secret Empire next week? No, I don't know. Secret think, Empire is dealing with some delays. Okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe my, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Well, anyway, go to your local comic book store, have a conversation with them, meet them, talk to them, and ask them what's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. Episode 71. I'm on my way to see Alien Covenant. I'm going to see it this weekend. I'm going to weep my way through the rest of this evening. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm going to love it. Maybe. And we will do a one-shot and discuss this film, no doubt, because everything that I've seen so far is people arguing over this picture. Okay. Can't wait. And we Cannot got, wait. And we got Wonder Woman coming up. We're going to see it on Tuesday and have a one-shot shortly afterwards. Yeah, it's going to be a good week. Yep. So, again, at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter for me, at Adam Tetris for mm-hmm. Adam, at Comic Book Junto for the show. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Please do that. Leave your comments on SoundCloud as you're listening. Share the Junto with a friend. Invite them to join the Junto. Um, we love you guys. Is, is, is we, did we miss anything? Is there anything oh, else to do? That's it. All right, let's get up out of this, John. Absolutely. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.